act as a ruler here. God bless you. I'll be sharing today with us about the seed. And I want someone to be like the seed. The seed of a plant is so important because in that seed, you, you have continuity. You are sure of your next harvest. And if you have good seed, and the Bible says you plant it in a good soil, it will definitely grow and germinate and bear much fruit. So today, I see this season that we are in, like the season of the planting of the seed. Now, when the seed is planted, it's cut off from the physical light, it's cut off from the physical sight, it's cut off from the physical, everything in the physical. But there is a kind of nourishment that is seed gets from within. And that nutrient is what helps it to survive while it's covered. And then eventually it will sprout up and grow and become the tree and become the uh, tree bearing seed again. So the cycle continues. I believe that in this season, God is making it like a planting season for his children. So either we choose to call it down to take ourselves as seed that is covered by the earth, the soil, away from the crowd, away from the physical light, away from physical gatherings in church, away from physical bubbling of business. But God is busy nourishing us, giving us insight even from within. So our physical eyes may be shut off, we're not seeing physically, but our spirit eyes are popped open, the eyes of our faith and understanding is being opened up to continue to connect and to receive nutrient from the Lord. And, uh, you know, Jesus was of like uh, manner. The time when Jesus came was actually the season that the old earth seemed to be covered with gross darkness. Nothing much was happening. People were fainting because the prophets had prophesied. The prophecies of God coming to redeem and to rescue, they were beginning to faint because they thought that, okay, when is this coming? But um, at that season where everything seemed to be black and blink, Jesus showed up and the Bible says um, he was conceived, conceived silently. In the period of conception, no one knew. The world didn't know. And the period of uh, his birth, the world didn't know. They didn't recognize that a king has been born. And on until he was uh, groomed, he became a teenager, he grew up. All these times, the people did not recognize him as the master or as Jesus. But he was there. He was hidden from the people's understanding and eyes. But God was there covering him and nourishing him. He took time to stay in that season of planting, receiving from the Lord. He studied the word. We, we do not forget that Jesus came as God, yet he was fully man. So as man, he needed to go through the stages of every man that will have to uh, function on the earth. Therefore, he needed to groom himself. He needed to learn and he learned by the Spirit of God. He took time to stay with God. He was not in a hurry to run out to the limelight, but he was there receiving from God. And he did not in any way prove that he was less of Jesus because he wasn't recognized publicly, but he knew the seasons and the timing for his life. And when the time for him to come out and manifest, boom, he was out there. And the Bible says that 
he went into the temple and he taught the people and the people marveled at the nature and the authority with which he taught them and so one account i'm going to read today is in matthew chapter 7 from verse 28 to 29 and so it was when jesus has ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes he taught them with one with a different kind of authority and before now in that same chapter he had taught them a lot he taught them about judge not that you know you may not be judged he taught them about asking he taught them on how to build on he gave them illustration of a wise man and a foolish man that a wise man builds on the rock and the foolish one builds on sand and the one that is built on rock when the trials came and rain came and the wind came the house stood and when the other one the rain came and the wind came the house fell because it was founded on a poor foundation and so after all this teaching the people were so astonished as if to say we have never heard the word taught like this we have never seen this kind of revelation before this must be from a different kind of authority and so they compared him with the scribe he said not as the scribe so who were the scribes the scribes were the learned people on the land in those days they knew the, the, the scroll the writings of God from page to page they could interpret it they even had time to study even sometimes the spacing of some letters because those also meant something in the interpretation of the law they knew the law and so Jesus come and taught better than those who knew the law physically and I'm sure they were wondering we have never seen him in any of our classrooms we have not taught him because of course he's the son of a carpenter he was in the carpentry shop he never came to this kind of school to be schooled in the law so on whose authority is he teaching now one of the example of his scribe is Ezra Ezra was a prophet and then he, he was a great teacher in his time and the scribes in Jesus time they worked you know they were like colleagues with the Pharisees although not all Pharisees were scribes but many of them were all working together so you see that many times the Pharisees and the scribes they were always against Jesus because they did not know where he got his knowledge from they could not understand him they could not fathom how he taught but they knew in their heart that after he finished teaching there was something different the heart of the people would prick within them they will feel this power of God come on them and they knew they couldn't really deny it but out of jealousy they couldn't submit me to him and so they were always challenging him another instance where they challenged him again was in um, Luke chapter 20 from verse 1 to 7 you can read it there after he taught them the people were like okay where are you getting your authority from and then Jesus threw back the question at them and said the John, John the Baptist was preaching before I came right and then he, he taught uh, the baptism of uh, John he taught you guys repentance where did he get his own authority from now the people were confused because if the answer is from God then of course they will now um, uh, the people will now know that they believe in God and they believe in John's teaching and then if they say no it's not from God the people will stone them because of course they knew John the Baptist was of God so they were confused they didn't know what to answer and then Jesus said well you can't tell me then I can't tell you too because even if I tell you you won't believe it because it's the same source it's the same God who has taught John the Baptist that taught me 
me. But you are against me, not because you really want to know, but because of your jealousy. So you see, Jesus came out in the surface manifesting big, even if he was covered all those periods as it were, like a seed. So I see this season as God's covering. So I want us to see that we are receiving strength from the Lord. We are receiving nutrient, especially for those whose business is, you know, out there for business people, for even songwriters, especially for ministers. And you think like, oh, it may be dip- you're depressed because you are cut off of what you love to do. I bet you'll be like the sea. Begin to write those songs that God is giving you. Begin to write your inspirations. Begin to make your business strategies and plan. Put things in place because when it's all said and done, you're going to manifest big. And people will wonder, what school did you go to? Did you go to another kind of business school? Or well, as a songwriter, you will come out singing. The, the lyrics that God has given you in the closet will minister to hearts, that hearts will bow to Jesus, and they will minister in spirit and in truth. So I want us to all see ourselves as seed. This time, the Lord is busy planting us. And Isaiah puts it this way in Isaiah. 37 from verse 31 he said and the remnant who have escaped of the house of judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward so my question to you today are you a remnant because you are still remaining and breathing you are a remnant and if you are a child of god you are a remnant and so this season is for you it is time to take root downwards to begin to soak in from the lord so that when you come out you will bear fruit upwards jesus said my that you will abide in me and my word abide in you and you will bear fruit and then when you bear fruit your fruit will remain so you become that mighty tree that is going to spring up and give shade to many people, give covering to many people. So don't see this, don't lose this opportunity. You are a seed. Although cover from limelight, don't let nobody cut you out. Just nourish yourself and you'll come out bouncing back big. And that's my prayer for you that you nutrient that you need right now. Don't neglect them. Don't despise them, but just soak them in and the Lord God will prosper you and strengthen you. So God bless you today. I'll come your way again soon. Amen. Ask Pastor that God bless you. I thank you for tuning in. And Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word with my listener right now. I pray, mighty God, by the power of your word, that as your word gets to their ears, O oh God, I pray, Lord Jesus, it will meet their needs, every area of need. You know where their needs are right now. And I pray, Father, that you, O oh God, will manifest your power in their life. Their heart will respond to receive of you, receive of the word, and receive, O oh God, of the anointing that comes even through your word. Even as I speak over them today, I pray your blessing over them, cover them, mighty God, provide for all of their needs according to your riches in glory, and receive all the praises, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. So today I'll be sharing on the different breed, the different breeds with different kind of people, different setup of people, and not just as uh, being born again, but even in our practices, the way we practice some things, even as believers, we must practice certain things differently. Um, I know that as believers,
because many people have different denominations and they have different practices too. But today I want us to say that our practices line up with what we believe. Our practices must line up with the life of the New Testament and that is what God requires of us. You know, Jesus was of the same uh, kind. The Bible says he was fully God yet he was fully man. And when he was born and uh, he came on the earth, he needed to be fully man in order to manifest all that he needed to do here on earth. So he didn't uh, walk his walk because he was God or his God part. He was actually his human part that did all that needed to be done. You must be human in order to manifest or to walk here in this earth. And that was why Jesus needed to be born as a baby and went through the pattern and the process of being a man. So he was tempted like every other man, yet the Bible says he was without sin, but he needed to go through all that process just to confirm to us that he acted as a man. So even in his time, he faced physical challenges. He was born in the time of the law. So even his situation would have even been more difficult because then you were in the law and people were watching you not to break the law because of course you needed to keep the law. So there was this instance recorded in uh, Luke chapter 9 and I'll be reading from verse 54. Now the, this was a scenario that they were going into the village of the Samaritans and they denied them entry. They, they refused them to enter into the village. So as it were, the disciples were not happy about it. So they wanted to respond to the situation. So Luke 9 from verse 54 says, And when his disciples, uh, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? just as Elijah did. But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. And they went to another village. What a different breed. He was in the time of the law. Up until now, it was okay to do this. After all, Elijah did it. Elijah was a great prophet. And he did all that he did in the time where God was using him and he performed the miracles he consumed fire and the sacrifices were consumed with fire and then the prophets obeyed they were destroyed but at the end of the day uh, as great as that was jesus is now letting the disciples know say hey hey guys you've been following me now for a while and i know you know the law i know you know what the prophet has done but this is a different era the way you do things must change too the practices must change you know, Jesus lived in the time of the law. He didn't break the law as in sin, but he was able to walk between the law and grace. He was able to balance certain things. He was actually, at that period, he brought out the truth of the law, even explaining to the people in that time. So teaching his disciples here, say, you don't even know the kind of spirit you are of. That means you don't even know what you have been born again to do. Even if the disciples have not been born again because Jesus hasn't died this time, but the pattern that Jesus has come to establish is not after the law, but according to grace. And grace says that Jesus Christ fulfilled the law for us. So our ways of doing things must not be patterned after the old pattern, but we must be of a different breed. And the reason why he, what he gave them is that um, the Son of Man has come to save man and not to condemn man. So as it were, you want to call fire and consume the people have come to die for or to save. 
So our practices, are they anti-God? Are they anti the will of God? Are they against God's will? The Bible says it is His will that none should perish. So when we pray prayer of fall down and die, fall down and die, whose will are you are you in? Whose will are you fulfilling? Is it the will of God to kill a sinner that God has come to save? So Jesus rebuked them here. He said, you are not of that spirit. You have the spirit to give life. We have life-giving spirit. We minister life. We minister grace. Then someone will ask me, of course, what do you want me to do to the sinners or to the witches and wizards? Well, we pray prayer. The Bible says we love our enemies. We pray for those that persecute us. And we do good to all men. It's left for God to know how to handle them. And of course, it's still leading them to be saved because right now, the end has not yet come. Every man has opportunity to receive Christ. So, he told them, you are not of that spirit. He rebuked them and then the remedy was, they went to another village. God will always make a way of escape if we listen enough. If we are praying and praying that people are persecuting us or punishing us, God always make ways of escape. If we listen where we will see, the Bible says His Spirit leads us away from temptation, lead us away from temptation by His Word and by following the voice of the Spirit, God will lead you away from, pers- from persecution and from temptation. So I pray that we get this understanding today that we must be of a different breed. Now in Luke chapter 7 verse 20, he is saying, Therefore I say to you, among those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. That means even John the Baptist, as great as he was, we of this New Testament, we are greater. Because then John the Baptist, well, Jesus hadn't died for him at that time, and he did great things. What about we that are now born after the shedding of the blood of Jesus? And even John the Baptist was greater than Elijah. And then imagine we were also greater than Elijah. So this is a pattern and what makes us greater is that the Spirit of God now dwells in us. The greater one now dwells in us and then we are expected to do greater works. And one of the greater works that we are supposed to do is to give life. So giving life is part of our assignment after Jesus wrote and told us and said you will do greater works to give life to many, to become people that reconcile men to God. That is greater works. So 1 Peter 1.23, he said, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. This is the spirit that we have. This is the spirit of the new breed. They, they, are, they walk up according to the spirit of God. They are of incorruptible seed. Nothing can break them. They don't walk according to the law. They walk by grace. They are life givers. So I pray today that in this experience, um, we will learn again, of course, when everything is all said and done. If we have those that, even if we're born again, but we're practicing as it were of the law or those things that we're practicing is not that that gives life and not after the mind of God, this is time to go away and do away with such practices and become a new breed. Let's turn all things all over again. Let's change. Let's get more understanding. Let's understand the mind of God and begin to do things even as Jesus did. Jesus is our perfect example. We do not uh, uh, act according to any other kind of uh, 
prophet as it were they did their own they obeyed god in their time but jesus is our perfect example when you put your eyes on jesus you won't get it wrong if you read according to how jesus did everything he did you will see that you will not fall a victim of the mistakes of the old and you will be able to stand on a healthy ground to do what you do so i pray today that the spirit of god continue to abide with you continue to lead you in the way of truth and keep you as a new breed a different breed a brand new person practicing according to the things of god god bless you today amen